Hi, my name's Dan, I'm here with G, and this is the Wrong Football NFL Podcast. What day is it? Yeah, a bit of an interesting one this week. G is uh, a very busy man, shall we say? Let's not go into details, but G is a very busy man at the moment. So, uh, yeah, we're going to uh, we, we we might rattle through this one a little bit. Other than busy, G, how, how are you doing? I, I'm holding up. Yep, yeah, there's just a, a lot going on, um, and sometimes IT is a all encompassing job, and this is one of those moments. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, how uh, are you well, doing, sir? Did you enjoy? Right. Did you enjoy the games at the weekend? I did. Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah, they, I mean they weren't classics, but yeah, they were they were all right. We can There's, go through 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 them. I, I thought the first one was definitely interesting, um, and it was nice to see. Um, it was nice to see um, um, your family enjoying football and recognizing it um, on the day. I, I, I appreciated the cute video. <laughs> yes, my uh, my son pointing out that the football was on TV was, uh, was indeed yeah, was and very, the right type. Cute. Yeah, at the right time, exactly, exactly. Um, so. Let's have a yeah. Let's, let's have a look at the news. Let's get started, shall we? We there's there's been a we're going to be a bit of a sort of quick fire round. I think of the quick uh, fire scattershot. <laughs> choose yeah, your your improvisational adjective of will. But there's exactly. there's also no shortage of topics that we can hear either. There's quite a lot. There is quite a lot happened. And first of all, let's let's go back to something that happened last week. Very selfishly, between us recording and releasing, um, Philip Rivers retired. Yeah, um, the first of the sort of um, old quarterbacks that we might lose this off-season. And yeah, he stepped away. And I kind of loved his reason, though, because um, I think he felt like he could possibly play one more, but he wanted to go away and coach high school football. Um, and so he's doing that. He's got a gig. I think he's got one of his yeah, um, kids there and playing. And so, yeah, he having played and still able to play at a high level, left to go coach football because uh, um, that's what he's always wanted to do is coach high school football when he's done. So, you know... I I, I, think, I, kind of, I think I saw. I think I saw that he'd said that uh, they've been they've been kind of asking him for a couple of years, and uh, he decided this was the year. Yeah, and it was kind of uh, it's kind of a shame when somebody who's had that career can't get that Super Bowl, and possibly his best playoff moment was was playing so well in a, in a AFC Championship game with a torn ACL yeah. and, and and a knee brace and a, you know a lot of grit, but. Um, a really good year over the years he was on some very good uh, um, Charger teams and yeah shame to see him go but um, I, I like to think he will have a lot of fun coaching high school and I'm sure that um, they that having an ex-NFL quarterback as your high school coach should be like a pretty amazing experience for those kids yeah absolutely and um, well there's been a lot of kind of movement or, or at least at least in some in some instances rumoured movement um, of, of quarterbacks of this this offseason so obviously we mentioned last week Deshaun Watson um, this week I don't know if you've heard this Matt Stafford is apparently parting ways with the Lions yes and I think this one is likely to happen because it's not just that he yeah. he's sort of come to an agreement a mutual agreement with the Lions and that also makes sense in that and let me get this right I believe it's Dan Campbell who gave the amazing um, the, we're going to Biting, biting the knees, yeah. 
Yeah, knock down, bite him in knees, get back, bite the other knee, um, you know, uh, press conference. But they gave him a six-year contract, which is an awful lot for a rookie head coach. But um, I think part of that is that they sort of they agreed that Matthew Stafford would, would sort of they'd trade him. And I'm guessing they're going for a, a, a wheels-up, long rebuild process. And they, they realise that um, yeah. the process is, is probably too long for a quarterback who's given them a lot of sterling service and probably, you know, is looking for a chance to finally do something in the playoffs and, and win something. Mm, yeah, it certainly sounds that way. Um, another quarterback who's moved is uh, Haskins. Dwayne Haskins uh, has gone to Pittsburgh. Yes, picked up by the Steelers. And that's one of those ones that actually seems to make a lot of sense, you know, in that the Steelers are a very well-run organisation. They have a history with immature quarterbacks because let's not pretend that Ben Roethlisberger didn't have his issues and his charges and his his icky past. And I think that Mike Tomlin and that infrastructure, if anybody can sort sort Haskins out, um, then then Mike Tomlin and that that teams does. But it it also requires Haskins to buy in and learn from the experience of being cut from um, Washington. There's been another hire as well in terms of the. Uh, well, there's been a lot of hires in terms of different uh, positional coaches and GMs as well. But um, the the final. Um, one of the head coaches I saw hired this week is uh, for the Eagles. It was uh, Nick Srimani, um former Colts OC, who's gone to uh, gone to, uh, to Pittsburgh, gone to uh, Philadelphia. Yeah, and that's one of those ones that looks like it's um, they're keeping a lot of infrastructure in place. And I think the idea is that they've hired somebody to come in and fix um, Carson Wentz because of a trade contract, but um, or the state of his contract and the state of his play. But I just wonder. I wonder how much support he's going to get and how much power they're going to isolate in the football coach. I think it's going to be quite collegiate because he's quite a young coach, but it's an interesting hire. And certainly um, the Colts' offences look well run this year and, you know, was effective even with... um, even when Jacoby Brissett was starting last season. And Mm. I think it was one of those ones where Frank Reich um, obviously came from the Eagles to be head coach for the Colts and I'm guessing he stood up and said yes this guy's got it what it's take you know gave him his personal recommendation to the Eagles so um, one, to, one to watch for certain another uh, well, there's another um, coaching hire uh, this one's a, a kind of a big breakthrough for the uh, for the league not only this or I think it was last week actually we saw the uh, the first female um, official be, be named for the Super Bowl um, this week we've seen uh, Jennifer King become the uh, the first NFL full time black female assistant to position coach. Uh, she's yeah. going to be the in, in Washington. She's uh, going to, the, to be the uh, assistant running backs coach. Yeah, and I mean it's hard to say too much other than that she's just come off uh, um, a, a season interning um, as an assistant to the running backs coach, and it, yes. it possibly isn't a surprise that Ron Rivera, because he has a bit of history of this, has you know hired her full time and praised her, her work ethic and uh, her commitment to it, and it's just yeah. We, we want to see more diversity in all, all places and, you know, this is absolutely the right direction. So, yeah, it, it was a nice sort of piece of news to, to cheer me when everything else was going on. But I was like, yes, no, I like that one. I, <laughs> please, sir, can we have this in the podcast news because we like this? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, has anything else caught your your eye this week, G? Well, well, the interesting one that's sort of bubbling under, and I haven't looked into it deeply, and I'm a little bit behind, but um, I don't know if you've seen that there's been some um, chatter about Jared Goff's position in the um, 
Rams almost since since they lost that game, which seems a little bit unfair. Yet he was up and down this moment, but he almost played. I thought he played really well in the final game, still with a fractured thumb and two gloves, and looked pretty good against against the um, Packers. But um, it's come out um, that um, Rams expected to have open quarterback competition if Jared Goff isn't traded. Well, there's a vote of confidence to, and this is on the NFL site, so it's not like I'm you know working yeah, some weird trading from, thing is you yeah. know this is going to be pretty well resourced so you know i've it's such a sudden turnaround from from the positive aspect of of um sean mcveigh's treatment of, of jared goff to this in it almost feels like two-thirds of a season mm, it's a very strange very strange move for them i would say well mm. we shall certainly see it but you know we, i've already spoken about the fact that there's been talk about the the, the, the people need marriage counselling when it feels like maybe on the um, Ram side they're they're moving past it past that stage and they're actually looking for the divorce well quite possibly (laughs) I apologise for stretching the metaphor should we go should we get on to games Uh, let's get on to games before we do there is one final piece of news and that's us taking part in Podomania this weekend well remembered I I, I really hope by then that um, you're not having to put in a solo appearance I'm, I, I'm I, me too yeah um, <laughs> it's uh, we, if you, for those of you I don't know whether you, uh, I don't know how many people will listen to uh, I don't know what the figures were for, for the last uh, Podomania but the uh, Jack is once again uh, running a charity uh, 24 hour podcast this time not just not just eight or ten yeah hours, that's a commitment has he got people to help him I believe so yeah so I think he's got people calling in and in and out throughout the uh, the 24 hours We. yeah I was on. just thinking is he planning to be up for that full time because that's crazy that's his plan i think that's his plan um we're we're on uh from from nine to half past on uh on on saturday night uh saturday the 30th so uh, we, if you keep an eye on our social media we'll uh, we'll let you know sort of how you can how you can get involved in that how you can uh, can uh say hello and uh and, and watch us on uh, on there i think he's going to try and have it across um a few more platforms this time so uh yeah it'd be good we'll be raising some uh, some charity for some uh some sorry Raising some money for some uh, some good charities, so uh, yeah, be uh, be good to uh, to have you listening along. Yeah, no, the um, UK NFL community is is pretty awesome at these things, and you know it was very enjoyable last time, and I, I I'm excited to do it, and I just hope that I make it. But you know, I promise to bring the energy if I'm there. On to the games then, and we start in Green Bay, where uh, Tampa made Super Bowl uh, made the Super Bowl for the first time since they won it in t- back in 2002. Um, they're also going to be the first team to play a Super Bowl in their home stadium, if you don't count the Miami Dolphins in uh, in Ace Ventura. Um, they did it, we uh, don't they did it count cur- for Miami Dolphins well, and Ace Ventura. I just thought I'd okay. point that out. Okay, fine. Well, they did it courtesy of a, a 31-26 win over Green Bay on Sunday night. Uh, the Bucks led throughout uh, most of the game with the exception of a few minutes early in the second half. I never really thought that Green Bay were out of it. Um, there were some questionable refereeing decisions, not least the DPI call against the Packers, which, which uh, was pulled back towards the end, despite referees having kind of let quite a few through uh, throughout the game. Um Many on Twitter seem to think that that cost the, the green, uh, cross Green Bay the game, but uh, what probably hurt them more was a decision in the fourth to uh, kick a field goal rather than go for a go for a, a touchdown uh, for a, for a fourth down red zone touchdown at, um, at that as well. Um, if they'd scored and they got a two point conversion, then then they'd have uh, they'd have drawn level. But it was uh, it was a, a call which Coach Matt Lafleur uh, defined afterwards as one which he felt right, uh, which or which felt right at the time or something along those lines. I think that it was a bit of a theme about um, about kicking field goals, and we'll talk about that in the other game. But I think the problem is that your defense hasn't really held the Bucks all game, and mm. so you've got Aaron Rodgers, and 
the, the thing that struck me about this game was that a that decision and it's like no sure because I'm sure Aaron Rodgers and I think he said so after time was expecting four downs but yeah, also yeah. they went to the red zone a couple of times there were a couple of times where they were denied and they seemed to be very fixated on throwing the ball to Aaron Jones and it's just for how good and efficient their 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 offense has been all season, they sort of lost this game in the kind of classic management game management bits in the red zone efficiency, and they just yeah. seem to overly focused on Aaron, uh, on um, throwing the ball. And um, for, for sort of the eight minutes round half time, Rogers did that unusual thing of turning the ball over when he's driving late in the half, and the. Bucks managed to turn around and not just sort of win that period by getting the ball back, but scored a touchdown because of a slightly odd defensive call. And so the Bucks almost won the game on that classic sort of round the halftime turnover bit and red zone efficiency. But as much as anything, in the second half, uh, Brady didn't play that well in the whole game. He he threw the ball away in away in the second half, and you know there were three interceptions. And honestly, yeah. you know he was outgained by the Packers and Rogers as much Very as anything. Average. It was how good the um, Bucks defense, and I think you know how much the Green Bay offensive line missed Bakhtiari, and they couldn't ca- um, cope with the pass rush. But also how much that they didn't scheme players to help with the protection and so you know pack, you know it, the Packers seem to be relying once again on Rodgers producing ridiculous plays which he did for a lot of this game but wasn't quite enough to win in this one mm. um yeah I, you you put hit there about, about Brady and he had obviously his three interceptions um completion rate of 55% as well Sky were throwing a lot of praise his way and I just thought I thought he looked pretty ordinary to be honest I think he's better than ordinary he still has the knack but I think people are. I think we need to be careful because it's not like um, that last game for Drew Brees, where the ball was just hanging and you could tell. And his wife's come out and actually said that he was playing with a torn labrum in his shoulder, yeah, uh, yeah. and you know he was just clearly lacking zip. So it's not like he's 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 like a compromised quarterback. But you can see the difference in velocity and of someone like a Mahomes or an Allen or a Rogers. And okay, Brady might never have been like that top level of arm talent, but he, you know, he was good. And there just seemed to be. He's still. I think the windows are just smaller because he's having to rely on timing and canniness just that bit much more, which is understandable because the man is forty-three. Yeah, fair point. That's a fair point. How um how miserable did uh, did Aaron Rodgers look at the end of that one? I thought <sighs> did you see him at the end? He, I felt really I wanted to go and give him a hug. Yeah, and and and, and I mean I really there's always this function of health with the NFL, and I I really do wonder yeah. about that Bakhtiari injury on on the line. If he could just have held that help, you know, had a bit more help help from pass protection, then 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 he, the rest of the season had gone so well, but. You know, it, it, he's running out of time, and this was such a great season. And, and for yeah. him to finally get the home championship, conference championship game, and not come out winner, even posting you know three hundred and forty six yards and you know a passer rating of one hundred and one, that's got to be so tough to take. Oh, very much so. Very, very much so. Yeah, it's, it's got it's got to be horrible to to get that far, that so close, but so far. Yeah, and it's, also uh... with with that defense again, which has been suspects 
you know, I've called it all, all you know, at various times. And yeah, they, they, they got those turnovers, but they gave up plenty of yards. And, and, you know, one or two of those touchdowns, I mean, that long one at the end of the first half, I, the, 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 you know, the, the receiver just ran past the corner and into the end zone. Yeah, yeah, it did. The Bucks are going to go on and, uh, and, and, and represent the NFC at the, uh, the Super Bowl this year after I said. I specifically remember saying at the uh, the beginning of the season when everyone was going mad about uh, about Brady and, and Gronk going to Tampa Bay and everyone started immediately going, right, that's it, they're going to get the Super Bowl then. I remember vividly going, just just chill out a little bit. It's not. Let's. It's, it's going to take a while. Let's not. Let's not jump onto that on that quite yet. I actually don't think that's a bad analysis. I think what you failed to take into account was it was not the, not the offense because the offense took time to come come together and honestly it wasn't so much. Um, Brady and um, Gronk. and Gronk as Brady and the combination of Evans, Evans Godwin. Yeah. But I think honestly, the big thing thing that that was was got them through this game was Todd Bowles and that defense. Yeah, oh, it definitely was. They, they, yeah, and they, and how much does Todd Bowles deserve another uh, head coach job with this kind of performance and the fact that he previously failed at the Jets? Well, newsflash: no one has succeeded at the Jets for a very long time. <laughs> well, he's going to be. I'd say, I'd say he's going to be pushing for one. He definitely. Uh, yeah, he's, he's definitely got to be pushing for one. Obviously, I don't think it'll be this season, but. Yeah, yeah it's long. difficult when your team goes to the Super Bowl. But you know, yeah, I, I, yeah. I was I, I was not unimpressed with him when he was with, with the Jets. I was just watching the quarterback in the front office travails. And yeah, I, if I were, the, I still think I lean towards an offensive-minded head coach. Even if you're not play calling, if it's your offense, then then you have that relationship with the quarterback, and you don't have to worry about losing that because yeah. if it's successful, then they go. But if you had the right infrastructure, I, I'd certainly look at Bowles as a head coach. I would absolutely have him into interview because I think he's really, really good. I was impressed with how he, how, always impressed with his press conferences when he was leading the Jets and he, he knows how to coordinate a defence. Well, onto the AFC and uh, Mahomes led, uh, led the Kansas City Chiefs uh, to their second Super Bowl in as many years uh, with a 24-33 win over the Bills on, uh, on Sunday night in the, in the late game. Uh, the Bills started brightly and uh, looked to have recovered one of their own punts for a touchdown early, early on, uh, but they were ruled uh, down a couple of, a couple of yards short. Um, but the uh, yeah, the Chiefs did what the Chiefs do, and, and they, they soon kind of took control of the game. Travis Kelsey set a conference championship record uh, with 13 receptions and 118 yards in the process, uh, and not to be outdone, Tyreek Hill then got, went and got himself 172 rushing yards as well. Um, but it was a relatively straightforward game, wasn't it? What, what, what did you think of this one? I'm going to make a dangerous... You know how you're always asking me for bold predictions and I oh, always right, struggle okay. with this? This is going to be uh, the week I didn't, but go on. No, no, it's not going to be a prediction, but it's, <laughs> it, it might be an equally bold statement. Do we think the Chiefs were bored in the regular season? Cause, <laughs> because might well have been. Because I know they finished 14-2, and two, but do you remember we us spending all that time about, well, you know, the offence hasn't been very impressive and, you know, they keep having to pull out these late wins and it's like... You know, they welcome just doing it, just doing it for Bills in. Um, my word, did they look good, even with Mahomes, um, uh, you know, in the concussion yeah. protocol, not practicing yeah, all yeah. week and supposedly having a gimpy foot. And they just look terrifying on offense. And that defense, you know, suddenly, when they've got time to uh, um, 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 game plan, Spagnolo is, is coming up with all kinds of, of problems for the Bills that they never quite solved. And it wasn't that the Bills were bad, bad. I think they were struck by some some injuries at the wrong moments just in um, 
I'm forgetting the number, the name of their slot receiver, and that's just going to drive me around the bend because I'm just been too busy. But uh, Cole Beasley, um, yes, yeah. you know, obviously he'd he'd had the injuries and it, it it was you know still working his way back to fitness. But honestly, it's not like Josh Allen played badly. But I think you have to be ridiculously good or have a great defense to to slow down Mahomes when he's in that kind of form. I mean, it the was Chiefs, just... They're just... They're so fun to watch as well, aren't they? Yeah. As a, as a team. They're, they're so such... creative. I mean, you are aware that I have a bit of a man crush on Andy Reid. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I was so pleased for him last year. And I have a feeling you might go back to back. That said, I think it should be an incredible game because the matchup of Andy Reid and that offense with Patrick Mahomes against Todd Bowles and that Buccaneers defense, that's... That's oh, that's fantastic as far as I'm concerned. Um, but I don't want to take too much away from the Bills, but I just think they need to work on their pass rush on the defence. And the one thing I was slightly surprised at is for a team that has been tactically good and aggressive, I was surprised um, that they kicked as many field goals as they did because, frankly, yeah. if, if you're facing the Chiefs, and unless they're not on top form, but certainly when they're looking like this and, and okay, you got out to a nine point lead. So I might forgive you the first one, but once the chiefs have scored a touchdown or two and you're sitting there going, Oh my God, you don't kick field goals. You, you, right. you know, you, you, you go to fourth down because field goals aren't going to cut it against this team. They're, they are just that explosive and that good. And, the Bills have nothing to um, be ashamed of in, the, in this season. It's been a huge step forward. Not, not, they've not just broken the playoff streak, but they've won two playoff games at home and they put up a credible performance against a team that are going to be, I think, our next dynasty because what's going to break this team up other than the salary cap? But they're going to be around for a few more years barring injury. Are, and yeah. I think that Josh Allen is going to go away and keep working on things because he seems to have that uh, um, mindset. If they can just improve the defense a little bit, maybe get a bit more speed speed at receiver, a uh, um, bit, bit more or luck, luck in injuries at running back. But I, I can see this being a AFC matchup for a good few seasons now. Yeah, what I, what I want to know is why all these bloody dynasties have to come out of the AFC. Why can't the NFC have one? The never Dolphins mind now. Never get to what? the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, well, I mean, I did quite enjoy, but they didn't make it the whole thing when yeah, you get rid of Tom Brady in your division, and suddenly he's your potential Super Bowl yeah, opponent. Exactly. Yeah. But but I'm sitting there thinking, are you okay with the fact that I'm being so bullish on the Bills when they're in your division taking over from yeah, the? Uh, I, I I very yeah. I mean, I was. Let's let's put it this way. I was I was strongly in support of the Chiefs on this uh, <laughs> in this in this game. If it cheers you up, any I am I'm not quite as bullish, but I'm pretty damn bullish about the Dolphins. And if if they can, if either Tua takes a step forward or you do end up with um, Deshaun Watson, I think that the Dolphins are a team to to look out for as well because I have a lot of faith in Brian Flores in their direction. And I did yeah. not expect you to divert me into talking about about not, the 2021 Dolphins in this podcast. Nor did I. But I've managed it somehow. Are um, you very you happy think... about it? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think at the end? Um, right towards the end, Josh Allen got uh, got got sacked for for quite a loss, and then uh, decided to throw the throw the ball at uh, one of the defenders who sacked his head. Yeah, uh, it was a, a little bit. Of a yeah, I mean, it was just. I, I, I think that was just a moment of frustration. You've had that season; yeah. it's all's not going quite right. I mean, no, he shouldn't have done it. I'm sure he'll have apologised if he'd done it. Um, it caused a scuffle because offensive linemen are going to protect their quarterback no matter what. But you know, it was. 
it was one of those things. It's not like, you know, he swung a fist or tried to take anybody's helmet off. He shouldn't have done it. He's an idiot. Let's make sure he puts his hands up and move on. Yeah. So that's it then. Andy Reid versus uh, Bruce Arians in, uh, in, in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and Andy Reid versus Todd Bowles. Now, that, that, that is the person that, that is a, a matchup that makes me excited for coaching tape. <laughs> I'm predicting that I will watch that, whatever the result is, uh, um, the week following the Super Bowl. I think that's a good idea. Hey, Dan, it's the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and I think everyone out there ought to know about your podcast, The Wrong Football on iTunes. Okay, we mentioned how uh, busy G was. Unfortunately, he hasn't had uh, a chance to put the trivia questions together, but I have, so uh, I've got one for you, G. Okay. Um, it's uh, it's to do with obviously we're we're, we're running out of games now, uh, and usually this 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 weekend will be the Pro Bowl, um, where mm-hmm. where they have the the NFC and the AFC All Star teams uh, competing against each other in a non game. Um, mm-hmm. There are twenty eight players as of twenty twenty who have been selected for eleven or more um, Pro Bowls, which is to be fair, regardless of how meaningless the game is, no mean feat. How many of those 28, this is my question, how many of those 28 are currently active players and who are they? Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Run that by me again. How many of these 28 so, players... So, there's, so how many of the 28 players who've been selected for 11 or more Pro Bowls are active players? Right, Okay. So I'm assuming that that's active in 2021. Correct. Right. Okay. So I'm thinking Tom Brady. I'm thinking Drew Brees. Um, I'm not sure about Ben Roethlisberger. I'm going to say five. There are four. There's a total Ooh. of four. You ha- you have named two of them. Tom Brady um, has uh, 14 selections. Mm-hmm. Drew Brees, 13. And then there's 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 two players who are currently active with eleven selections. Oh balls! One of them's going to be a kicker. Uh, wrong. Wrong. They're both offensive players. One is a wide receiver. One is a tight end. Oh, Larry Fitzgerald. Correct. For Cardinals. Gronk's not leaving, been healthy enough, has he? Just a, just one tight end. So if Gronk, Gronk hasn't is, been healthy Gronk's enough. Not the player. This is the one I thought you'd struggle with because I I did I was surprised when I read this one. Although you'll kind of kick yourself, I would imagine, when you hear it. Oh, it says somebody lurking on a on like in a secondary tight end who's been like Antonio Gates still playing or something. No, do you want me to put you out of your misery? Please. It's Jason Witten. Oh. Yeah. Yes, yes, no, exactly. Because who is he playing for this season? Uh, the Ra- the Raiders. Yeah, exactly. I knew he wasn't playing for the Cowboys. <laughs> and of course, you don't think... It, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Because I said, it's somebody ancient... You know, it's, it's yeah. second line. Because obviously, that Waller's going to be your first line Raiders who you're going to yeah. think of. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you're there. You, 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 the the, uh, the, the reasoning was, was right. there, right? Yeah, exactly. But I just couldn't find the player. Yeah. Well, <laughs> interestingly enough, every other member other than the uh, the... the, the those four who are uh, who, who are obviously still playing. Yeah. Every 
and and one other. Every other member of that top twenty-eight is within the Hall of Fame, and the other one is Peyton Manning, who's gonna be could be in the Hall the of Fame. <laughs> within <Yeah>. a week. <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, I'm you know, I, I don't think it's it, it's being too outrageous um, uh, um, to suggest that Peyton Manning is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I don't suppose no, you've got a breakdown of how many non-quarterbacks there are. Funnily enough, okay. I have. 24 out of those 28 are not quarterbacks. Oh, really? Yeah, it's uh, yeah more than you'd think. So there's, yeah. There's, there's, there's Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, uh, Drew Brees, and uh, Brett Favre. That makes total and, sense. That makes total sense. I just... Uh, yeah. I just yeah, I I will have to peruse that list. I'm properly curious now because it's <laughs> it's no mean feat to play long enough to have that many um, Pro Bowl appearances. Absolutely, I shall I shall I shall send you a link. And Thank 14, you very much. I the, shall enjoy at, that. At, at 14, by the way, uh, Tom Brady is tied. Uh, there's five players. One, two, three. Yeah, five players. Tom Brady, Tony Gonzalez, Peyton Manning, Bruce Matthews, and Merlin Olson, mm. all with 14 selections. Excellent. Normally at this point we would uh, preview next week's games, uh, but obviously there isn't a game next week, and we don't really want to spoil the, uh, the the Super Bowl episode, so we're going to save that for next week. We won't make any uh, any bold judgments as yet, but uh, they're coming. They're coming next week. Well, that's it for this episode. We'll be back again next week. Hope you've uh, enjoyed what you've heard. If you have, please be sure to give us a rating, a review, and subscribe to us through whatever medium you procure your podcast so that you don't miss out on each and every episode. Uh, we'll be on Podomania this Saturday, 30th of January at 9pm UK time. Uh, with Jack and the Kickers Matters boys uh, raising some money for some great charities uh, just by talking about American football so keep your eyes on our social media uh, for details on how you can listen to that uh, if you've got something to say or you want to get in touch it's at TWFDan to get hold of me on Twitter and G is at WrongFootball in the meantime keep your eyes peeled on the wrongfootball.com for more from G and uh, thank you very much for listening and we'll see you again next week one game left people one game left <laughs>